beer. (laughs) (laughs) And it's, I mean, it's so awesome nowadays. You know, the, the world has enabled me to chase great beers around. Welcome to the Craft Beer Travel and Adventure Podcast with Living a Stout Life. This is where we sit down with creative thinkers, on the road adventurers, and craft beer lovers. Your hosts, Ken and April, live, work, and travel in a 24-foot RV in search of inspiring stories around a great beer. Hello, our lovely audience. We are parked, currently recording this introduction to the podcast episode in, I don't know why I'm talking so weird, but anyhow, we're parked. talking kind of weird, yeah. (laughs) We're parked in the desert. In the desert outside of Phoenix, outside of Mesa, Arizona, and it's beautiful out here. The Superstition Mountains are out here, so it's really nice and warm. And where you all are, I don't know, maybe it's cold, but we're not cold. I think it's that, um, I've heard about this this magic desert dust, that after you've been out in the desert long enough, this magic desert dust gets to you and like starts to scramble your brain and makes you talk really weird. So we might need to go cleanse your palate a little bit and uh, get rid of some of that desert dust. Oh, fuck yeah. Please, can I have a beer? (laughs) (laughs) It's been a long week. It has, yeah. We've been out in the desert um, playing and working. Mostly working, but also playing. It's been a great week, though. It's been good, yeah. Honestly, it's just, yeah, it's been a long week, though. But it's been beautiful out here riding the trails amongst the cacti and the sunsets are stunning. And so far, neither of us, nor our friend Lee, have impaled ourselves on a cactus. Lee almost killed himself on a trail, but luckily walked away with just a few scrapes and uh, a little bit of uh, ankle bite. But uh, yeah, luckily did not get impaled on a choyo or a saguaro or anything like that. I was really, yeah, envisioning the saguaro thing, and I was like, oh man, he would be like stuck sideways on it, and we'd be prying him off of a cactus. I'm really glad that didn't happen. So I'm going to bring <laughs> us back around and focus us on to our podcast episode and our guests. Yeah, sorry. I think the desert dust got to me, too. <laughs> I think we both need a beer. <laughs> Actually, we should be drinking a beer for the podcast, but we still have a lot of work to do after this, and we'll go enjoy a beer later. Responsibility, man. Adulting, you know. If we drink Stupid. a beer now, I don't <laughs> know how much work would get done. So, anyhow, okay, so our podcast this time around is with Tony and Peggy Barthel. Um, They are clones of us, maybe? Yeah, but I think they're better at one thing, which is lowering your stress level. Stress less camping. That is them. Stresslesscamping.com. Yeah. So they are actually fellow, they do that fellow craft beer lovers, um, fellow RVers, fellow bloggers, fellow podcasters. Yeah. See, that's why I said they're kind of like us. I I would say that they would probably focus more on the RVing portion of the travel life while we focus more on the craft beer portion of travel life, biking, whatever, just craft beer. No, they're really good at what they do as well. Like they have built a really good website that provides a lot of good information on, you know, like approaching the RV lifestyle and how to, you know, what things work in the RV, what things don't, what things do you need in the RV, what, what things do people say you need, but you don't really need 
like six months in, you're like, why the hell do I still have this? Why did I get this in the first place? Yeah, we've been there, done that. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, uh, we have we done have. that. But <laughs> but also like RV reviews. Um, he's kind of techy and gadgety, and then they also do. Um, to do some classes and things mm -hmm. about RVing, things like that. So they've got that side covered, um, but they also happen to like beer. And so that's kind of where our connections <laughs> came in because, duh, we like to talk about beer. So this whole episode is pretty much talking about how beer intertwines in all of our lives. And it's just a fun conversation with some advice thrown in here and there. Speaking of advice, I think what we should start off with before we get to Peggy and Tony is like, Maybe throw out a few resources that we use when we travel for beer and adventure. Well, and I also just want to throw in a quick thing real real quick here. Yeah. Um, they had us on their podcast as well. So when you're done listening to this podcast with Peggy and Tony, make sure you go check us out on their podcast as well. We'll put the link in the show notes. And it's also Stressless Camping Podcast. Yes. And you is. can go to stresslesscamping.com slash podcast. I believe so. That's true. I know so. Okay. I just looked job. it up. <laughs> Made sure. Way to use your resources. <laughs> now we can dovetail into your resources. I was just thinking it'd be kind of cool to mention. I mean, think about this. When you're traveling, whether in an RV or camping or car camping or whatever it is, 20 some years ago, you had to actually plan ahead a little bit more and have actual paper maps and you would talk to people and you would, you know, it, it wasn't as easy as picking up your little mini computer, your phone, and push, pushing a button and finding all this plethora of information. But now we have it kind of easy with all that. So it's easier if you share those resources. And basically our first resource though is us because we write all about like the beer and we try to write about the biking and combine those together. You could actually, you know, just go to livingastartlife.com because we have a whole craft beer biking map. We do. We have a map and we have plenty of guides to different places for drinking beer and also some travel related stuff there. You know, we do some travel related guides as well to different places that that we think could benefit from that. But uh... So start with livingastartlife.com mm -hmm. um, and then start with stressless camping. Dot com. Those great resources as well. But then we also use Trail Forks a lot to help us find other biking trails. Um, Definitely for biking trails yeah. and hiking trails too. We do a lot of Trail Forks. It's a it's a great app that that covers a lot of different types of activities. Um, and you know, there's a there's a lot of good ones out there. You know, um, MTB Project is a good one for mountain biking, and um, All Trails is another good one. But we generally fall back on trail forks for most of our our stuff and we use that a lot and we're not affiliates or anything with them we just like the app yep um, also for like finding camping spaces and beautiful oh, spots yeah. out in the middle of nowhere like where we are right now it's peralta road dispersed outside of mesa arizona we usually use um campendium yeah campendium's the go-to for sure or i overlander i overlander is another great one that we use all stays is kind of everything it's kind of the swiss army knife of apps for <laughs> rving which it can be a little overwhelming at times because it has everything on there from uh where to find propane where to camp rv sites parks uh dump sites dump sites bridge heights bridge heights low high bridges um cabela's walmart's pro, pro uh, bass pros 
all those kind of stores, um, Cracker Barrel, everything. There are actually a lot more apps out there too that a lot of people use more than we do because I think they have bigger rigs, so they have to use all these different planning tools. But because oh, yeah. we have a smaller rig, we don't really need to have all those RV planning tools. Yeah, we don't freak out too much until we turn the wrong way on a New York Parkway and yeah, that was a long run time ago. into an eight and a half foot bridge. Been there, done but that. That's another story. That's a, another story for another day. Um, I'm sure you guys all know too, there's so many gas apps out there as well to get you discounts on gas. But I think one of the biggest ones we probably look at to figure out what's coming up is gas buddy. Oh, totally. That's like the best all around one, I yeah. think to but point you to where the cheaper gas stations are. There's so many, every single gas station has their own little app and things. So, you know, you could it's bombard lot, but... your phone with everything. Um, I would say another good kind of all-around app for getting discounts on gas is Upside. Okay. That's a pretty good app. All right. Maybe we should shut up. Anything else that we really... There's so many apps out there to help make yeah. traveling easy, easier. That oh, I do sometimes have... makes it complicated because you have too many apps to look at. Well, which is why I was just going to say this too. <laughs> One of the best ways is always still to, when you show up somewhere is to talk to the people that are there. And so even if that's talking online to like us, for example, like sending us a text or just going onto the website to ask about something or, an email um, or, or to Peggy and Tony, who we will, pro we promise we'll get to them here. Um, but just talking to people is going to still be one of the best ways to getting to know a neighborhood or to getting to know a camping area or getting to know like the best breweries to go to. Is oh, to yeah. talk Word to of mouth is always the best thing because yeah. people who've been there, done that can give you like the little tidbits yeah. that are not going to show up even in an app that has a nice review on it. I forgot one resource that we use a lot and we are actually, you know, affiliated with them. Harvest House. That's a, definitely a go-to app to find a place you, to camp. I mean, you stay it, at breweries. Duh. Right. Because it kind of two birds, one stone. Breweries and a place to stay yeah. at the same time. So it's really, that's a a no-brainer for us. Arrow. Breweries? Beer? <laughs> he said it better. Wow, the desert dust kicking into gear again, man. I guess I did see like a little dust devil just blow through here a second okay, ago. Gonna... And so I think it's uh, I think it's ramping your, your dustiness up. Okay, we've talked too much as usual. We're going to let Peggy and Tony talk a little bit and tell us more about stressless camping. Um, Because I got, I don't know, did my stress level rise a little bit? I think I need to start talking to Peggy and Tony and they'll bring it back down a little bit. Here's Peggy and Tony. Welcome to the Craft Beer Travel and Adventure podcast. And we're super stoked to have Peggy and Tony here from Stress Less Camping. Um, and we're going to talk about beer, obviously. But yeah. also obviously. traveling. Yeah, traveling and RV talk and maybe some mishaps because RV mishaps are, um, I think <laughs> everybody can relate to stupid shit we do. Yeah, and after <laughs> no. after, we've, after we've survived it, then it's a funny story. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, I, as long as you survive, a, anything is funny in a year, right? Yeah. Almost, <laughs> but yeah, just it totally is that. exactly. But I mean, this kind of conversation is just how we do all of our podcasts. It just happens to be a conversation um, about beer, around beer, and with good friends, and just kind of enjoying each other's company. So. One of the questions I like to ask right off is, Peggy, Tony, why are we talking to you? So why do we think you're so cool? Like, who are you? Wow. I don't I know. I can't imagine why you'd think we're yeah. cool. but <laughs> Maybe we've all been drinking, but. <laughs> I think because uh, because we drink beer and we RV and we like to go on adventures. And those seem to all align with things that are right there in your title. <laughs> yeah. And it's, I mean, it's so awesome nowadays with 
you know, the, the world has enabled me to chase great beers around. And, you know, you, you get in your RV, there's a lot of places that are like harvest hosts where you can go and stay at a brewery. I mean, what, what better thing is there than that? We've like, actually found a harvest host where you stay at a winery, but it's so close to a brewery that we stay at the oh. winery and then we go and we go and, you know, buy something from the winery and then wait for them to close. And then we go to the brewery and have our evening. Yeah. It's so funny because they close <laughs> early and we're like, okay, you know, that cartoon, can... like do, 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 sneaking by the winery. Cause we're going to the brewery. Uh, yeah. We've never done that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. And that's, I mean, that's a fun way to do it too. Cause people say, oh, wait, you travel full time for beer. Like, how do you do that? Because you can't drive, you drink and drive and no, 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 no. That's what no, no, no. things like Harvest Host are for and, and other breweries like that and stuff. It's like, it's kind of fun. Cause you can go in real, for me, I like it because I can go and really enjoy that space. I can have that, that one extra beer that I would not do if I was driving or something. Right. Absolutely. I'm just going to sample a couple things if I'm driving, you know. And then because if we if we're traveling and we know we're going, you know, to another state and we're going to meet up with other people that we haven't seen in a while, we're like, oh, we got to buy some beer so that when we get to that destination, we can share this beer with that guy. (laughs) So you guys understand, too, when we say we should have just stayed at an RV park because we would have spent a hell of a lot less money. Right. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I mean. I don't know if you have the same problem. I should have gone and gotten all my growlers, but now oh, that gosh. there are crowlers, you know, the, the cans, it's so convenient. Cause how many times have you gone to a brewery and you're like, wow, this beer is so good. I want more to take home. And they're like, well, we don't, you know, we sit, we'll fill a cr- uh, growler and you buy one and then you have a collection. And if you're living in an RV, it's like, where do I put all these? But at least if you're living in your RV and you go inside and you're like, oh, my growler, you just have to go outside. We say, oh, our growlers, they're all at home, 150 miles away. <laughs> yeah. so we have to buy another one or try it, you know, come up with a different plan. Yeah. So I would buy a beer for whoever invented the crowler machine. <laughs> oh, there right? you go. I would say too, we um, were gifted a f- couple of years ago, something called a UKEG. So it's this little fancy copper looking. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. yeah and it, metal, you in growl, basically a metal growler right. with, a, with a little space for a CO2 cartridge. So it's a nice. perfect little thing to have when you just want a tiny little bit of a big beer that you actually like. And you can just pour your own little amount instead of cracking open a growler or worrying about that the growler is going to lose its you know carbonation. or Right. Right. Yeah. It's it's funny. I used to live like three or four blocks from a microbrewery and I would go there all the time. Surprise. (laughs) And one day I was getting growlers filled and there's a lady who comes in. She goes, well, how long do these last? And I said, well, I can usually drink, you know, one in an afternoon. And she goes, no, no. How long do they last in the fridge? And I go, we have no idea. (laughs) A day. (laughs) I, they don't last long especially once you open them when it's open it's empty that's just the way it's like a 20 dollar bill you break it it's gone a growler you open it it's empty (laughs) wait so you mentioned that you would have to drive home to get your growler that you left there if you forgot it so can you tell our listeners like if you're not because we're talking about RVing and traveling and all that and so do you live full-time on the road part-time on the road how did all that 
we live kind of, we, we, we say usually that we live like half time on the road. We do have a home base. We come home and spend maybe a month and then we go out for two or three months and travel to this area or that area. Usually for, well, so far our travels have been for an event. Like we need to get to this place for this rally or convention or whatever. And so or we, Camp Carpe Diem or Camp Carpe okay. Diem. Well, since Tony brought up Camp Carpe Diem, I'm going to jump in just for a moment to tell you a little bit about what it is. We travel to different places every year, and this spring is going to be in Hot Springs, Arkansas, May 16th through the 20th. It's a community-minded event centered around mountain biking, hiking, fun, campfires, s'mores, community dinners, oh, and of course, beer, which also includes a collab beer with a local brewery there, Superior Bathhouse Brewery, which also happens to be our opening night sponsor. So you definitely have to join us, including Peggy and Tony, in Hot Springs, Arkansas, this spring, 2024. Get your tickets and more information at campcarpedium.com, C-A-M-P-C-A-R-P-E-D-I-E-M.com. And if you look in the show notes, we'll give you a discount code as well. Hope to see you at Camp Carpedium, presented by Hammock Universe. Back to the traveling. And so, and so we're going to, in order to get four states away, we're going to stop and visit these things on these three states on the way. Yeah, but our- and so so then we take two or three months to do that trip, and then we come home and relax for a minute for a month or something, and then and plan our next trip. <laughs> and our junk has to have a place. And to our live. junk has a place to live. So because we were gone so much in 2023, we put up our 2022 Christmas tree in the living room. It's still there. When we came no, home in the spring, well, when tree. we came home in the spring, I decorated it for summer and it had flip flops and sunglasses and lays on it. And then when we came home in October, I decorated it for Halloween. So right now it's our Halloween tree. Yeah, it's the <laughs> holiday tree. It's, it, we, we're not home enough to bother taking it down. So we just no, keep no. decorating. No, no. I'm just thinking that that's your excuse so that you don't, that you're not labeled as one of those people that the second November 1st hits, you put up your tree. Oh no, oh no! No, it's usually it's usually the day after Thanksgiving. Yeah. If we were if we were like in normal, but we just aren't normal anymore. No, <laughs> no, that's true. Why be normal? Normal's boring, right? Yeah. That, that I mean, I love no what, with what we do now, wherever we happen to be, because we'll spend time in the mountains in Colorado, or we'll spend time in the cold in the RV in the wintertime. That's fine, but oftentimes we are down where it's warmer. Like right now, we're in Tucson, and we're going to be spending a couple of months. Actually, we're going to be spending Christmas, New Year's. And then a couple months in Baja. So mm. our Christmas tree this area, this time, I think it's going to be like a cactus or something like that. Yeah. Right, right. Put it on right. our like, chair and it'll just be this little tiny cactus and we'll decorate it and we get creative. Yeah. 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 Be careful hanging lights and balls on that thing because out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, everything in the desert is out to get you. So your Christmas tree miles will be out to get you too. Right. Right. <laughs> My Christmas tree bit me. I know. So where's home base? Uh, we are near Albuquerque. Okay, beautiful and place. We, yeah, it's, yeah it's we really like funny. it. We like it here. We moved here a year ago from the state that shall remain nameless. So. <laughs> <laughs> we we escaped. <laughs> yeah, so we've we've lived here about a year, but I always say like, you know, things that we bought maybe a year ago, and now we're like rethinking, you know, our furniture layout or something. I'm like, well, I could. I could list it for sale. It's a year old, but technically it's only six months old because we were gone so much of last year. We haven't really used that thing for a year. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, it's like those low mileage cars you yeah. find. 
It's funny though, because you because you guys say you consider yourselves part timers, sort of, but or half timers. And honestly, like we say, we're full timers, and because we do live out of our RV, we don't have a, a a home base that we own any longer. But we are stationary a good portion of the time because we like right now we're with some friends in Tucson, Arizona. Mm-hmm. And we've been here for about three weeks now, and we'll probably be here for another month on and off a little bit. I mean, we might duck out a little here and there, though. <laughs> more excited to stay a little no. bit, and I get a little bit antsy, like it's time to travel. No, all I'm saying is that, you know, we we aren't constantly on the go every day just because we're full time. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. we, we are, my parents' house in Denver is a home base for us now, too. So we're there, you know, two yeah. or three times a year and. And usually for more than just a couple of days. So, yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't know anybody who travels so much that I guess I do know people like that. But, yeah, I think <laughs> for the most part, people, you know, tend to find a spot for a few weeks or maybe a month or whatever. So even we even we like, well, I guess technically I call it. I say that we were homeless last year because we were selling yeah. our house. We were had our house for sale in the old state and we couldn't buy a new house until we sold the old house. So we just lived in our RV and our travel trailer. That was all fine. And we spent th- about three or three and a half weeks mooch stocking in my sister's front yard in Colorado. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's how you do it. So what have you guys always been RVers for a, a long time or what? I wouldn't you- say always, but for, quite a few years. And it's funny because I did a lot of, I was in Southern California. I was in the entertainment industry. Then we moved to Northern California where we bought a bed and breakfast and lost our shirts. And then uh, after we sold that, it was like, well, now what do I want to do? And I've always loved RVs. You can't see it, but I even still have my very first RV that I ever had. I'll show it to you. Um, and then I'll tell you about it. No, so right. when I was a Don't wee lad, we, yeah, we would always go to the Pomona Fair and all the normal kids would go ride the rides and see the animals. And I would beeline for the RVs and that's where I'd spend my fair time. And so I bought a What I showed you was a Tonka Winnebago. I bought it when I was 11 and I still have it. So after we sold the bed and breakfast, I was like, well, now what do I want to do? And the local RV dealer was hiring and I'm like, I'll go work there. And I learned a lot from that experience. And it's so that's kind of how we decided to start stressless camping is hearing a lot of the same questions over and over and over and over again. And Peggy. So I technically have RV'd my whole life camped. I always say camped, but you know, RVing for most of it. My dad actually built truck campers in Colorado when I was a kid. And then we moved back to California and my mom had a travel trailer. And then eventually we had a Winnebago, not unlike Tony's toy. It was bigger. (laughs) It was bigger, (laughs) but that was our, not only our camper, but our family vehicle, our day-to-day vehicle. And so, you know, traveling, not even traveling, but camping on the weekends. And then I'm a geologist. So during school, I did a lot of, you know, field trip camping weekends and so I've always camped in all different kinds of ways, a lot of times in RVs, but never really did a lot of traveling until Tony and I both kind of both were able to get out from under jobs and, <laughs> and get on the road, which by the way, technically happened in January of 2020, but 
didn't really happen until 2021 because of 2020. All you have to do is say 2020 and everybody understands. Yeah, right, exactly. exactly. We were all set in January. Although, I quit my job. We were ready to go. Mm-hmm. And then everybody like, everybody stay home. Like, oh, oh darn it. man. <laughs> Remain nameless. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's what you should say now. That year. That year. That year. Yeah, the year that there was that year. <laughs> Although, you know, think of how many people it brought into the RV world for right. better or worse. Yeah. You know, I think it it did open the door up to a lot of people and the technology that you know is really coming online has enabled i think more people to have choices whether they choose rving or whatever but at least now it's a choice rather than no you have to go to work and you know sit at a desk for eight hours and stare at whatever yeah i i mean i think Cause it's all, it's been for so many years in the past, it's kind of always been that you follow this specific step in things. So, you know, you go to high school, you graduate, you go to college, you get a job, you stay at that job, you have a family, you stay at the house, you don't do anything yeah. adventurous or fun or whatever until you retire. And by then you can be dead. So who knows? Right. right. It doesn't happen until you're 65 and then you can't enjoy anything. So it's just changing a lot of it. So COVID in a way, I suppose, kind of be a good thing on that because it just made people realize that there's so many different ways to live. Right. Yeah, yeah, I, I like sure. just the it opened the door to possibility. How's mm-hmm. that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. A lot of negatives came from it. Oh yeah, I mean, obviously, oh, sure. the obvious ones in the beginning, and the, and then the effects that we're still feeling now. But it also gave us kind of a reset, I think, for a lot of people. I mean, right. yeah, yeah, and I think like the job Peggy worked at before she left they were always like, no, you can't work from home. You can't yeah. work from home. And then in COVID, they're like, we have to work from home. Everybody go work from home. And, and like, I'm like, oh, what? why did I quit? Yeah. What like everything would that? be perfect for me. I could do the job I loved and I could have done it from home, but eh, well, now you're stressless camping. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no plug running that business. Oh gosh, no. <laughs> I think it's more of an ideal than a reality, right? For sure. Yeah. It's so so how did you get, where did the love of, because, you know, we basically started, let me tell our listeners here. So shame, full of disclosure, we we're looking like we want to promote Camp Carpe Diem, which you all know, it's like a whole community building event. And we wanted to promote Camp Carpe Diem. And we also wanted to like talk to more people and build that community. So we found Peggy and Tony. And I remember like mentioning to you, Tony, I was like, oh, also like you guys have a great, you know, podcast as well. And you have a great website and we'd love to promote you on our podcast. And plus, you know, I heard something about you liking beer <laughs> <laughs> i loved your response to that your scooby-doo response so come on you got to show our listeners oh, oh it was like oh, beer <laughs> <laughs> so it's like oh yeah we have thought to have you guys on the podcast and talk a little bit about beer so where did that and we're not talking you know pbr budweiser oh, gosh. Gosh, oh, no. No. we never talked that that's why I also liked it too, because you didn't say, oh, I love beer. You said, oh, I love craft beer. Craft beer. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a big difference. And I can appreciate having, you know, we visited the Anheuser-Busch in St. Louis because you have to. And I, as somebody who has like hobby brewed beer badly, um, <laughs> I can appreciate that they can make, gosh, knows how many gallons yeah, of beer jed- uh, gallons a day. consistently, whether you like it or not. It's, it's an impressive feat. But um, I was actually born, uh, my family is German. And so I'm going to credit some of that maybe to the heritage, but 
my dad was more of a wine drinker. So I just, even in high school, when, you know, when I was sneaking beers, I would like, Hey, what does this taste like? Hey, what does that taste like? And then I just like the try different things and, and all of that. So I guess I've always had an appreciation for different styles of brewing and different styles of beer and all of that. So Peggy, you beer drinker, not so much. I I am, I am somewhat of a beer drinker. So I like Tony, like when either one of us really came from, you know, good beer drinking family, right? Like Tony's dad drinks wine and my mom doesn't drink, but I like some beers very much, but there are a lot of beers I don't like very much. So I'm not a big fan of IPAs, for example. I don't like those really hoppy kind of beers. But if you have a nice stout or a good Hefeweizen or something like that, I'm all over it all day long. <laughs> yeah, it's me. I'll. There used to be uh, in Southern California, there was this beer club and I think the guy was a <laughs> distributor. I think he worked for a distributor. So he would have theme nights. So it's like one night was maybe Saison's and maybe one night was goes what whatever. And of course, IPAs and such. And so that was that was really fun. And one night he was, is it dead yet? It was, and it all was the stuff out of the back of the warehouse. Yeah. It was all dusty and or yeah. labels had fallen off. He didn't know what he was going to pour. And so that night was just all like, I, look at, I'm going to pour this. If it's gross, you can dump it. You know, yeah, like don't we, feel we bad don't about know what's going to happen next. <laughs> Meanwhile, that night I barely walked out of that place because yeah. I liked a lot of what I didn't know what it was, but it sure was good. <laughs> I love that name. Is it dead yet? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause you know, it can go bad in the bottle. Well, and it would if not stored proper, whatever. So, so I'll admit that I am really happy that a lot of microbreweries also make a seltzer or something like that. Cause that's kind of more my style. I'm a little bit more like fruity or, you know, whatever <laughs> <laughs> I'm more fruity. <laughs> <laughs> I like the, I like the sweeter things better than the hoppy things. So there was a tropical ale, uh, tropical IPA yesterday. That was, did you Good. try that? I don't think so. Okay. When it says IPA, I'm just afraid of it automatically. It was good. <laughs> yeah, they've changed a lot over the years. I mean, the IPAs. Yeah, back from the days when everybody was trying to see how bitter they could make their IPA. Mm -hmm. That's still a thing. There's still the West Coast style, but there's so many different variants of IPA now that the very juicy, hazy IPAs that are really more fruity than bitter most of the yeah. time. Yeah, and that's what this one, one of the ones I had yesterday was a, a real fruity ipa that it was it was just good you guys will get into this more like a little bit later but you guys travel to you present at rv shows and you have like gear reviews and you teach classes and things like that about are about rving but i would assume properly and correctly i hope that on <laughs> your travels you're also seeking out some breweries and different craft beers oh without oh, a totally. doubt oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah so, so so I do a lot of the planning of our trips. And if we're, for example, you know, like in the spring, we needed to go to Georgia for a trip. And so, well, we're not going to just go straight, straight line to Georgia. We're going to take advantage of going to that part of the country. So I made a big round trip circle and all the places that we could visit. And a lot of the, you know, sometimes we'll travel like day after day after day to get somewhere we need to be. 
rather than stay. I mean, there are times, of course, we stay two or three weeks, but a lot of times, like I said, we're trying to get somewhere. And so a lot of times we do a harvest house because we're only going to be able to stay one night. So we take advantage. And what I do, like my first thing is, okay, this is how far we're going to go. Is there a brewery at all? Is there a harvest house brewery? No. Okay. What's my second choice? (laughs) (laughs) But that's always my first choice is let's find a brewery to have dinner and have a couple beers at night before, you know, we finish our day. Yeah. Um, One place that we actually found not as a harvest host, but a friend told me, oh, if you get, if you're going into New Mexico from the West, go to the city of Grants, the town of Grants, and there's a campground called Lava Land. And right in the parking lot at the entrance of the campground is a brewery. Yeah, that was. And so we drove, it was like one of our longest driving days because we wanted to get to Lava Land so that we could eat dinner and have a beer in the brewery. And it was very small. Do you remember the name of the brewery? No, weirdly enough, I remember that Pizza Nine delivered <laughs> pizza to the brewery, but I can't remember the name of the actual brewery. There's another brewery that is a Harvest House um, in Grants. I think that's so. That's called. Uh, oh, you're right. Like, junkyard yes. on 66. Yeah, we have not been there. It's an active junkyard. Yeah. Right. And a brewery. We, all right. Speaking of Harvest House, you had to expect me to jump in again especially when um, brewers, small business entrepreneurs out there, you guys all listening to us, if you're looking for passive revenue streams, I mean, that's Harvest Hosts. For example, the Junkyard and 66 Brewery in Grants, New Mexico, a lot of their customer traffic comes from Harvest Hosts and they build community off of that. So speaking of community, Harvest Hosts connects small businesses to communities of like 250,000 RVers. And believe me, we're all passionate about supporting you guys, breweries, vineyards, farms, museums, we love to spend our money there. The model's simple. All you do as a business owner, brewery owner, vineyard, museum, whatever it is that you own, you just provide a place for RVers to park for one night, and then travelers like us spend money at the business. The best part? I mean, there's no cost for you guys. And hookups aren't required at all. We're just there to find a place to park. In fact, brewery owners, if you're listening to us, 500 plus breweries partner with Harvest Host, and that makes them $15,000 in more in extra revenue per year. It's kind of a no-brainer. So if you're interested in becoming a Harvest Host host and, you know, hosting people like us, Ken and April from Living a Stout Life, or Peggy and Tony from Stressless Camping, we'd love to park in your spots. So visit HarvestHost.com, get started today, and just be sure to mention that April and Ken from Living a Stout Life sent you their way. Now back to the beer and travel. <laughs> the time that we camped there was before we were as as active as we weren't as full-time and we weren't Harvest Host members. So we that that trip, we were just... That, focused on campgrounds. It was every, our one. It was like our first trip, really. We we left California. I planned too far ahead, and it didn't work out. So no. So yeah. one of these days, maybe we'll just we'll assume that we can stay there and not worry. I either don't plan at all, or I like panic plan. Like if I know <laughs> two months ahead and I know where I want to stay, I want to know that I can stay there, and that place just doesn't work that way. Peggy is more intentional about our planning and i'm like let's just go there yeah so we're very different in that respect which is odd because in that's not how we are in anything else in, in regular life, life. so what, what size what kind of rv do you guys have 
We have a 220 Rockwood Mini Light 2205S, which is a 24-foot travel trailer with the power package. And of course, I have to be intentional about how I say that because we are their brand ambassadors. Right. So <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's neat because it's a smaller RV, single slide with the, uh, you know, it has a wet a dry bath and all, all of that. It's got all the normal stuff. But it's also got a thousand watts of solar and 400 amp hours of lithium battery right from the factory. So it's it's a really well integrated system. We have run the air conditioner for hours off that system. Yeah. So it's a good it's really well done. The first time that we went through grants, we didn't have we didn't really know solar. I mean, we just had the basic small travel trailer. It was a different trailer. And but it was also Rockwood Mini Light. Yeah, it was a mini light, but it was, you know, drive this far and go to this campground, drive this far and go to that campground. And we didn't have that like freedom and feeling of like, yeah, we don't. And the funny thing is the, for the first about year that we owned our first travel trailer together in 2016, 2017, Tony kept saying, let's go boondocking. And I'm like, "Uh, no, like RVs have hookups for a reason, right? Literally, it took a year before it just clicked in my head. Like I've never camped in a place with hookups in my entire, like my entire growing up. What I did was boondocking. We called it camping. I didn't know it was boondocking, but somehow the word intimidated me until I finally said, oh, you mean like camping? Yeah. (laughs) Her whole family would go to the desert. Yeah. We never, I never stayed in a camp. I think I stayed in a KOA with my grandparents one time. And other than that, we, we boondocked our whole lives, but I just didn't call it that. I didn't know what it was. <laughs> yeah. And with that setup, you're, it's like you're plugged in all the time anyway, because you have, oh, it, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. fantastic. So the more we're going to worry about it. Right. The more we traveled, the more we got into solar, the more we got into solar, the more we boondocked, the more we boondocked, the more we got solar. <laughs> so well, I'm a one. little bit of a nerd. Yeah, <laughs> you are just a little bit. Just a little. <laughs> but I have one very important question. Oh. In your uh, RV, where is your beer cellar? We don't really have a beer cellar, but we have a 12 volt fridge and we also bring a 12 volt ice chest cooler it's not an ice chest if it's a cooler so we have a 12 volt cooler in the back seat of our truck and a 12 volt refrigerator so so the that's it you're set then that's kind of yeah yeah oh yeah in in fact yeah you i i know you i recognize the i saw the recognition in your face but for people who don't know the the refrigerator that runs off of 12 volt doesn't have as much I'm terrible at explaining this, but it it has more room inside because it doesn't need the room behind it to do all that cooling stuff. Whereas the, you know, the gas electric refrigerators tend to be smaller and not have as much space. So the 12 volt are a little power hungry, but if you have the solar and stuff that we have, who cares? Now we also, we have two of these 12 volt ice chest. Why do I keep calling it that? 12 volt (laughs) coolers. One of which is a good size for our, like behind this, the front seats of the truck. And one of them, I think I could chop up bodies and put it in there. It's gigantic. So huge. We can't even travel. with it. I can't even lift this thing. It's huge. (laughs) But right now it's sitting outside on our back porch and it is literally, it probably has 
it's the beer seller for the house. Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. That's good. Uh, nice. So, so you can tell you're you you just said you're a self-professed like nerd and you write gear reviews on stressless camping, correct? Correct. Like is that I would assume that's something you really enjoy? Or? Oh yeah, I love it. I I write RV reviews and gear reviews, and the RV reviews go on several websites, including Stressless Camping, gear reviews too. Uh, but yeah, all this camping stuff is intriguing to me because when I was a kid, we would go tent camping, and all of the gear we would have had a good degree of inconvenience, like the Coleman lantern, you'd have to have the mantles and not touch the mantles and put in the gas and blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And now I have batteries and I mean, I could light up the campground and it's literally no effort. Right. And I'm not going to spill gas and blah, blah, blah. And the same is true of coolers. Like the sandwiches don't get all soggy because of the ice. And and so he's not only a gadget lover, but he also like his, the way his brain works, he's, always writing like he wakes up early this is where we're really different oh yeah and this is where a small travel trailer comes in a little bit inconveniently but he wakes up at five with already two articles like pre-written and he just has to like get his fingers to catch up to his brain he can write articles and articles he can write two or three articles before i even wake up in the morning and it just, so our brains work so differently in terms of that. Like yeah, he that's... says, okay, it's time for you to write another article. Well, to me, I think partially being a scientist, being, you know, a, a geologist, I can't write an article. I can't just sit down and write things. I have to write a research paper. Like everything is always, I got to look up everything and I got to make links and I have to, you know, research and I have to make sure I get this part right. And it just, I, I'm just not that I'm, I'm a strong writer, but not for daily blogs. <laughs> no, I'm still trying to wrap my head around this five o'clock in the morning thing. I'm not sure I understand what that oh. is. Oh. <laughs> I like it because the, the phone doesn't, well, not that the phone rings anymore, but you know, <laughs> no one else is awake and it's quiet and I can sit and look at the outside world and get stuff done. And then by eight o'clock or nine o'clock, I've gotten a lot of work done and I can go do outdoor stuff for or- then. And then he's had so much stimulation. I like drag myself out at seven 30 <laughs> and he's like, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah. It's- I, wait until my coffee cup is empty one time before you try to even <laughs> make me think. <laughs> yeah. We are definitely different in that respect. Yeah. I was just thinking when you're talking about all the different gadgets and things that you can have with camping nowadays, it doesn't need to be this uh, mess or disaster when you pull into a campground or a boondocking spot and then you're like all stressed out and you're like, I need that beer. But now (laughs) you can have all the gears that you need and it's a lot easier to move into an RV or just travel in an RV or whatever you need and then pull into it calmly, a little bit of mishaps maybe here and there, but then you can just like calmly open up your favorite beer and enjoy yourself just, instead of yeah. you don't, yeah you don't need a beer you just get to have a beer well and, and that was something <laughs> at some point someone said how long does it take you you know like let's say you pull into a campground or wherever you're going to stay how long does it take you to unhook stabilize and level the trailer and get it to a camping and i'm like oh i could be five minutes from hook to the truck to unhooked with a beer in my hand 
with the trailer. So it's, and I timed it. I'm like, Ooh, how fast can I do this? Yeah. It's really good. It's really good that we, you know, we each have our own parts of the job. So we kind of, it's like a dance, like I am going over here and then you go there and then I'm going to do that while you do that. And so we're both, um, we, we actually stopped at a campground one time and I was getting out. I was like jacking up the, I don't know what I was doing. And the, one of the owners, young men, one of them said, wow, it's so good to see like, you're like, as a woman, you're out here helping and, and do it. Cause he said so many times pe- people, couples pull into this campground and the woman will sit in the passenger seat with her purse in her lap until he's done. She'll get out and go in the camper and the next time we see her is when she gets back out and goes to the passenger seat with her purse in her lap. Yeah. And I'm like, well, uh, somebody is more involved in this lifestyle than the other one. Yeah. <laughs> sounds oh, like it. That sounds miserable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's I won't, I refuse not to know how to do things. I go camping with like women's groups and stuff. So I go camping on my own without Tony. So I have to know how to do all the things. So it's not a problem for me to get out there and do all the things. Yeah, yeah. I just I had to do a reset camping trip. We were like Ken was saying earlier, we we're parked in a friend's driveway and we I love them, but we've just had a it's just been a very hectic, weird off month of October for us. So he went to Denver and flew to hang out with his family for a little bit. His dad just had hip surgery, so it's all great. But I just needed to reset. So I took the camper by myself for a couple of days in the desert with mm-hmm. nobody around and it was like absolute heaven oh, it's, so, yeah yeah uh, peggy and i have a very unique ability to get along almost all the you know that we don't we don't have huge disagreements but also when peggy goes on the girl camper uh weekends and those types of things that's good too yeah. <laughs> and he can get up at five o'clock and go to a, a car show and look at old cars and, you know, do his thing. And I'm like, I'm camping. Yeah. <laughs> you, have to, you have to have your own space to do your own things sometimes. Yeah. Too. Yeah. What were you going to say, Kenny? No, I was just going to say, I feel like we're fairly similar in that regard. Like we've, we've been in this 24 foot camper for five years now. And yeah, you, you, you better get along. <laughs> <laughs> right right 200 square feet you better get along if you've been right that much for that long or, but we're also very we've always traveled together and apart from each other and so we're very confident in our relationship in that regard too that sure. sometimes it's good to just get away from each other and reset a little bit and and start to miss each other again a little bit you know yeah right right i always wonder what goes through peggy's head when I come up with, oh, I've got this idea. Yeah. <laughs> Famous words, right? It's there. always been that way. He's like, uh, we were talking before, you know, sitting around the campfire and just coming up with crazy ideas. And some of them are like, by morning, I hope we forget about this. But some of them turn into Camp Carpe Diem, right? Bullshitting around a campfire with beer and you come up with something that actually turns into some actual reality thing. It was know? kind of similar, kind of similar when we were planning our wedding and he would come home and our, our officiant was sitting there. They're sitting there having a beer and they're like, oh, we have this idea. We're going to hire some ostriches Uh, ostriches. and i'm like whoa 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 and then they're like okay we're gonna wear fezes i'm like fine wear fezes but no ostriches okay (laughs) 
<laughs> well, I mean, crazy ideas. Crazy ideas have to, to come from somewhere. Led to the whole. So what we're working on is that day camper idea right now. So I'm just kind of putting the finishing, I guess, touches on on finagling that. And what well, he means is like a, um, so we have a pickup. So maybe a camp, a shell on the pickup that we have a cot and we have our 12 volt cooler and we have our, um, you know, our well, griddle, just, whatever. So we could, instead of getting the whole 24 foot rig ready to go somewhere, just throw a few things in the back of the truck and just go camping locally, you know, like not traveling. We did travel one time under certain circumstances with a pickup camper, tiny pickup camper, right? Just well, to- <laughs> yeah, that was also weeks of what did we have? Well, we were thing? 10 Two days, weeks? 10 days on the road and in like such a small space without a bathroom at all. So everywhere we went, you know, we had to go to campgrounds and places where we had shower house and stuff like that. And that was that was a little bit too much closeness. Yeah, that was <laughs> that one was too small for for us, but I know people who make it work. So sure. But then another thing about us doing the part-time thing and coming to home base for a while is he's got his office. I've got my office. You know, we might spend, we might actually spend hours without realizing the other ones in the house. (laughs) Yeah. I need that sometimes. Yeah. No. And that's a, that's a great little setup too. Cause that's a good, like little adventure setup. If you just want to bug out for a little bit and yeah. Like for us, if we wanted to go mountain biking, that'd be perfect to get out by a trailhead where you can camp really close nearby there and just spend maybe a couple of days riding the trails or, or whatever you like to do, you know, different things. Yeah, like It's, it's just it, in a way though, it's good that we hadn't figured this out before I went on my two trips this summer with our newest travel trailer. I hadn't, he, he, he loves to drive. And he loves to drive and, and tow and everything. And so it's not that I always say he doesn't let me drive. It's not really true that he doesn't let me drive. She's a great he never navigator. needs me to drive. And if I get in the driver's seat and then I say, okay, where are we going to stop for coffee or gas or something? It's like the phone is a foreign object. He doesn't know how to look these things up. <laughs> no, I know how to look them up, <laughs> but I wish that you could tell the darn phone only show me this stuff in front of me. I don't care what I've passed. <laughs> Right. That's the so point gets, where the phone might end up out on the highway. He gets frustrated. So he's not that great of a navigator. So we just, we have our roles. We love them. We stick to them. But if we had had this, you know, pickup camper type, simple setup before I learned to back this trailer up and know that I could do it on my own, I might have gotten stuck in. I can't take the trailer by myself. Yeah. And that would be bad. So now that I've already taken the trailer now, if we have this, you know, one night or back of the truck option, (laughs) we should call it the one night stand. One night stand. (laughs) (laughs) That is totally it. Yep. If we have that option, Hmm. then I can just make a choice like, oh, I feel like dragging the trailer or, you know what? I'm I'm going to have a one night stand. I'm going to have a one night stand. (laughs) You stay home. (laughs) This could could lead to some really interesting SEO situations. Yeah. Right. (laughs) (laughs) What people pull up, man, (laughs) you know, I was looking for a girlfriend, but I think I'm going to buy a camper. (laughs) Dress less one night stand. Yeah. Okay, before this gets even <laughs> further into the gutter here, I am going to transition a little bit. So tell us, yes. I want to hear more about like 
maybe some memorable brewery moments or memorable beers that you've had or one of my favorite you know we all get our favorite breweries and one of my favorites is anderson valley brewing company in northern california in anderson valley which is an interesting piece of the world because the valley was isolated you know back in the old days and such that they have their own language called bootling and very few people speak it anymore, but it's really interesting. How do you spell that? B-O-O-N-T, Boontling. Yeah. Okay. So if you get any of their beers in bottles, on the underside of the cap, it has a Boontling word, typically. Uh, and like on their uh, bottles for the uh, Boont Amber, it says Ball Harnan which means like good times or something like that. It's it's weird how it how that developed. But anyway, they also have the Anderson Valley Anderson Valley Brewing Festival. And ooh la la, that's a fun. There are a <laughs> hundred breweries that show up at that thing. They do it at like the fairgrounds. And so it's just a like a beer festival. And you you buy your ticket comes with a lanyard with a plastic cup in it, and you go like, okay, brewery A, I want a taste of that. I want a taste of that. And you just wander around tasting it's, beer all day. Oh, it's, it's a fantastic thing. And then you go camping and you stumble, uh, you walk back to your camper <laughs> and it's just, uh, it's a delightful afternoon. And uh, that brewery makes, so, you know, everybody has kind of their favorite styles. I think of beer that brewery makes the best barrel infused beers i think barrel aged yeah sorry barrel infused yeah here have some oak barrel aged beers they're just fantastic like in bourbon barrels right yeah bourbon bourbon barrel barrel. and they somehow they've really latched onto this and they do some exceptional stuff um the huge arker which is another bootling term it pairs so well like you could get a brownie and a can or bottle of that huge arker Oh my gosh. It's just pure magic. So they also, their regular beers are really good too. Their IPAs and such, but their barrel age stuff is just amazing. And uh, so that's, that's one that I really like. So the first time that we went there, we were on our honeymoon. Oh, that's right. (laughs) And we were in the area and neither one of us are really wine drinkers, but we'll drink wine. But we had said that we were, going to honeymoon in the Napa area so that we because it's pretty because it's a pretty countryside. And that was what we were really going for. And we had a friend in Southern California and said, Oh no, here's a better idea. Go to Anderson Valley. They've got better wine. They've got great, you know, wine, wine tasting, da, da, da. So one day we were wine tasting and we were talking to the person behind the counter and they said something about the brewery and we're like, yeah, once again, the (laughs) Scooby-Doo, We're like, oh, okay. The rest of this, sh- the rest of this whole trip is about that brewery. So, so we were driving a, um, a Chevy SSR, SSR, which is, it's essentially a really bad pickup and a really bad Corvette. It's, it's as if a Mixed Corvette together. and a pickup had a baby and the baby was not, <laughs> and they got the run. Yeah. They, yeah. Right. And so we, ha- you know, like all our luggage, like all our bags and stuff from being on this two week trip, like what the every spare millimeter that wasn't filled with luggage was filled with beer by the time we left yeah i loaded that thing up it was hundreds of dollars of beer 
but you would think, you know, this thing looks like a pickup. It doesn't hold as much as a pickup, but I always boy, joke I filled that, it. I always joke that I had to carry my suitcase on my lap for the rest of the trip because there wasn't room for suitcases after that. And then we moved nearish there. And yeah. oh that and then we got to know one of the brewers. It was it was great. So uh that's a good one. Anderson Valley is has good memories. Way to do a brewery well. That's great. Yeah. 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 And it's I mean, if you care, it's all solar powered and, you know, it's typical Northern California type of <laughs> hippie, green. Hippie. Yeah. Hippie. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's very hippie. And it's a, it's a great little town to visit, especially as an RVer. You can camp for cheap at the fairgrounds and then you can ride your bike over to Anderson Valley Brewing Company. And, and so it's a, it's a good situation. Favorite is such a word that I try not to use because everybody asks us, what's your favorite brewery or what's your favorite place you've traveled? Right. To? Like, uh, I don't know. There's so yeah. many. Oh, I could, I could say another one that Go for it. this was a recent discovery. We were in the Amana colonies, which is in Iowa. Yeah. So it's like a, an old religious area. And it was like these German immigrants and they would like only have a communal kitchen and they were farmers, of course, and, and all of that. Well, anyway, we went to the Samana Colonies and we ran into Mill Creek Brewing Company. And you know how you get the flights and there's, you know, let's say you get six, whatever the number happens to be. And usually there's like a couple of clinkers, but a few good ones. This one, every single flight was, or every single sample was just Fantastic. as good as it could be. It was... So I, once again, <laughs> I loaded up. Well, unfortunately that day, their credit card machine was down. So I bought all the beers I had cash for. And that was, I don't know, maybe a hundred dollars worth of beer, whatever the number was. Um, and then some friends just went there and I'm like, dude, load me up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Now that they take credit cards, it was there. I don't know if you know or real remember. There was like a day in September when Square, like the credit card reader Square, like it was down in the whole country, and that was the day we were trying to. Yeah, stock of up course it was. <laughs> so, but that Mill Creek boy, and there's there's a huge campground near there that I don't remember how many hundred spaces they have, but it's full hookups. But it's just a big flat piece of land. I think it used to be a cornfield or something. And you it's can up. easily <laughs> right. Even, right. You can easily even walk to Mill Creek Brewing, but it's better by bicycle. So yeah. it's close. And it's an old German town. So it's all the typical. It's got a Christmas store. It's got a uh you know, a bunch of German restaurants and a candy shop and all the touristy stuff now. And like and the main town, but then yeah. because it's colonies, like then you drive a few miles and there's another little, I call them neighborhoods, the colony, like there's nothing there, but some houses. And then you drive a few more miles and there's another cluster of houses, you know, and they used to have communal kitchens as Tony said. And so it's a really, it's really fun, historical, you know, place, but nice to ride bikes around and yeah. And then that one town has like all the touristy kind of stuff. And there's a general store that's been in business like for, I don't know, 80 years, whatever the number is such that they still have unopened paint from like the eighties, but it just never stopped being a general store. <laughs> and it's kind of now more of a touristy store. 
but same people own it and and all of that. And it's from a historical standpoint, it's fascinating. But from a beer standpoint, yeah, yeah, go there. <laughs> <laughs> so where you are now, just outside of Albuquerque, if someone's traveling through there, where must they go? Oh gosh. They're so oh, there. We are better. still, as I said, we've been here a year, but we've kind of only been here six months and there are still breweries. We haven't had a chance to go visit. You know, There's you get so once yeah. where you're like, Oh, I got to go back there. Yeah. We uh, do have favorites where we went yesterday actually is called cactus with two K's cactus brewery. <clears throat> and it's a, it's a tiny little place. Like the yeah, building used to be a garage can't be as big as our house. And it's a, they have live music a lot of days and they just have some really good beer. They have some really good food and it's just a good little hole in the wall. They don't have really good parking, but no terrible parking, <laughs> but so what, but there's a KOA like in walking distance and there's another campground really close by. That's also adjacent to Bosque brewing. Yeah. Brewery. So they say some stuff funny here, like it's B O S Q U E, <laughs> which would be Bosque. But right. no, it's here. You you say Bosque or they will, you know, they will like look at you funny. <clears throat> so that one's pretty good. Uh, Santa Fe Brewing Company has this 7K IPA that I really like. And apparently that's a huge percentage of what they make. And it's interesting to go to that compared to going on the Anderson Valley Brewing Tour where they're more craft oriented, right? They talk about like the craft of brewing beer and Santa Fe is like the production of brewing beer. They're very production oriented, They're very production oriented, but they still make good, you know, yeah. craft brew. It's not like they've turned into a Budweiser or a PBR or whatever. They still make great beer um, and they're in Santa Fe. So that's an hour drive for us. So we do a lot of day trips there, Yeah, but then they also have a tap room here in Albuquerque that's attached to, I call it a food court, but it's called 10 can alley. And it's like 10 or 12 restaurants that you, they're like kind of sandwich shops and burgers and stuff like that. And then you can go into the tap room and sit there and have your beer and have your food from whichever one of these places you want to eat. So yeah, it's a it's, lot of fun. It's a neat situation. So that's good. Marble brewing here in Santa Fe or in Santa Fe in Albuquerque is they have a double white. That's just really like you, you know, I always call Coors Light lawn mowing beer because that's why they put a cup holder on the tractor so you can mow the lawn. You could drink all the Coors Lights you want and you'll just still be fine. <laughs> and that's sort of the taste of this double white, but, but it's, it's got a little more. Yeah, punch. it's it's <laughs> a deeper, you know, it's it's a more refined taste and it's got more alcohol. So uh -huh. um, that one, Marble Brewing, is good. What's that? Ex Novo. Ex Novo is a good brewery. That one, boy, they have, that's another one where they're all really good beers. And it's an interesting outdoor space that you go to that's partially covered and they have food trucks. So different food trucks show up. So it's fun to go to there too. Well, thank I mean, we appreciate that because when you're traveling, whether you're living somewhere or traveling somewhere, it's always nice to get what the local vibe is and what other people who are hanging out there would recommend. Right. And right. it may not match what you're looking for at all, but that's where we usually start for all of yeah. our things. We're like, we're going through a place that we haven't been yet. We're going to start with that. And then of course you're going to fine tune it to what you really like, but that's how you sure. start. Yeah. yeah. The local color as it were. Yeah, exactly. 
amongst all your travels and all the things that you've been doing, what are some fun mishaps? (laughs) (laughs) This is the super deluxe version. (laughs) So last year we got a new, when we became brand ambassadors for Rockwood, we got a new Rockwood Mini Light 2205S and it was a prototype with the prototype version of that power package. Now we got that in May of 2022. And we're, you know, happily traveling around and such. And we're going through Iowa. No, we were going through Kansas. Eh, Same thing. (laughs) (laughs) So we were going. It was flat and there was corn. Yeah, it was flat. And we were traveling through some cornfield area, but we were coming home actually from some events that we'd been to in, um, Indiana and then, uh, Nebraska. So we were coming home through Kansas and there was some traffic, some, uh, construction, construction. construction work going on. So, you know, they're stopped and you're waiting for your escort to take you through the construction. And we literally stopped and I say a minute and, you know, it's easy to exaggerate, but really, really, honestly, it was a full minute, which doesn't sound like a lot unless you're living in this situation so far, so much that he turned the truck off and said, let's call the post office to have our mail forwarded. He was dialing. I mean, I just, it's like such a memory, like to to really explain how long this took. It took us long enough to decide to make a phone call. I'm like sitting on the edge of my seat, like in anticipation. Right. Oh yeah. Next. And suddenly we got hit from the rear. Yeah. Some lady didn't stop. We stopped. She didn't. And, and so she what, just plows the into the that back I'm saying, of this like rig. a full minute, a full minute might be a short amount of time in your entire lifetime. But when you're driving on the highway, a minute is a long time to be stopped that someone should have been able to see. you. And it's not like we camouflage the darn trailer. Right. It's a big white box <laughs> on the highway. I mean, come on. Yeah, so not, she plows right into the back of it. And, oh. and it was just interesting. You know, it was like the V that's in the back. We had two relatively new uh, electric e-bikes on a bike rack back there. Those got crushed. Yeah, they were um, crushed. The back wall of the camper got dented in. So we the figured frame, there actually was frame damage. And yeah. so the trailer got totaled. So we had, we ended up getting another trailer of the same model six months later. So we had this trailer from yeah, May, that was- May 15th to like August 17th or something like that. Yeah. And then explaining to Rockwood, like, yeah. hey, uh, and, and we were the first of Forest River's uh, brand ambassadors to total one of their RVs. Like, so we don't know what to you do. know. There's our <laughs> claim to fame. The record. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, we're not sure what to do. So, I mean, we weren't hurt. So, and then this is I'm gonna. There's another story similar to this where I totaled another trailer, but um, we. You know, what's the smart thing to do? Well, take this and maybe leave it there. No, we kept using it. In fact, when we went to the RV Entrepreneur Summit in Ure, oh, Roundtable, yeah. round table, we took it and it was you know, just it there. Was still, the whole back's all it was caved still in. Usable. So what? It just, but the insurance company, when the insurance company looked at it, they said, anytime there's frame damage, they're not, it's not repairable. They're just going to total it. And so earlier that same year, we had our first, our original old, like six-year-old travel trailer, and it was not as well built. And it well, it was also starting it was to get also rust. old. It was starting to get rusty. We were in Southern California in the desert, and we hit um, like a drainage part in the, on the road so yeah. hard that it 
split, the, split frame. the frame in half. Ah. So not only did we have to explain to Rockwood that we, as new brand ambassadors, that we needed a second rig, but we had to put in two insurance claims for totaled trailers in, in the same one year. year. But <laughs> the, the upshot of that, well, I mean, I remember like we pull over because I saw the trailer, you know, it's like boing in the mirror when we ran that, when we ran into that drainage ditch. And it's on the street, right? Yeah, and not the, the not like a ditch, like we went off the road, but no, in it was that part of the country. They have like really deep um, intersections because of flash flooding and stuff. They need right. a way to be able to yeah. get rid of the water. So don't make the speed limit fifty, but whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. So I pull over. I look. I'm like, well, this isn't good. What's the what's the dumb way to do things, and what's the smart way? The dumb way is. Just tow this home. Let's just see if we can get home. The smart way is I'm going to call a tow truck. And so I towed it home. It was like 600 miles. Oh, <laughs> it, man. it didn't like that was our actually longest day. Cause we don't usually go that yeah. far with it, you know, while we're towing, but we're like, well, once we get there, we can sleep in our own bed. We don't have to set up anything. Let's just see how far we can get. Yeah. And we just drove was, home. Yeah. <laughs> and you bought that roll of duct tape for a reason. Right? That's right. <laughs> yeah, on the on the upside, that was in 2022 when RVs were still had a ridiculous value. I made so much money on insurance. I probably shouldn't say this, yeah. but I mean it was all legit. But so boy, the insurance I company was up. able to help, like we were able to pay the trailer off, and then they said we can't pay you what it's worth. So oh, yeah, take it. <laughs> And we're like, what are we going to do with a busted travel trailer? Well, we sold it to a friend who uses it as a guest house. She's not going to tow it anywhere. So it's fine for staying in, just not yeah. traveling. That was a weird year. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, that's great. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So what? after all those fiascos and things, what beer do you usually reach when you're just like, oh, my gosh. Oh, whatever, whatever has been the most <laughs> recent, right? I don't, whatever I don't know if I have a go-to because I'm always trying to. Well, one of my favorite, yeah, it would be in Anderson Valley if I could get them. When he or, finds Anderson Valley, even now, he still buys them. Yeah. Or Belching Beaver Peanut Butter Milk Stout. Oh, boy. Oh, there you go. That's a good one. That one you can find around the <laughs> yeah. Southwest. I think, yeah. I think kind of like you, too. Like, there's not really, like, a go-to because we love trying all the different breweries yeah. in years. But I mean, there is, if, if there's ever any saisons or farmhouse ales or Belgian styles, that's mine every time. Doesn't huh, interesting. Okay. I love that earthy, those. Well, and it depends on where you're at, you know, like, yeah. like if you're just, I want a good drinking beer in there and I'm somewhere that is basically a beer desert. You can almost always find like Sierra Nevada's pale ale or sure. Yeah, that's true. Something from Oscar blues or something like that. And, and those are going to be good beers for, you can always fall back on. Right, yeah, right. That's true. That's true. Well, um, I think we could probably talk for another three hours. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but there's no beer involved. I mean, so we would have to get beer then if that was right, 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 right. Definitely. Which then means we all have to do our own little meetup. Maybe we get like stressless camper, like you know, audience and living style life audience, and we do our own little meetup somewhere along the way. I think that would that's be a brilliant. great idea. So uh, all of our that. listeners need to be paying attention to that because that could really happen. That could happen. Oh yeah, I would have be no qualms about that. And then we could totally be drinking beer in hand, having a conversation. Yes. That yes. would be the best. 
But in the meantime, for our listeners, where do people find you? What do you want them to know more about you? Like you do a lot of stuff. So you've been teaching. So anyone who's interested in learning more about RVing, like we can teach you about beer a lot. I think (laughs) that would be a little bit more on the RV side of teaching. So tell us, our listeners, where they can find you. All right. Well, the best place to go is always our home on the web at stresslesscamping.com. And then from there, you can find all the social places we are and all of that. But we try to have vetted resources, especially for new campers. Like we have a great towing resource, a lot of tips and tricks and things to kind of help you take the stress out of camping. So stresscamping.com is is the place to be. Well, until we meet again. Yeah. Yeah. Let's hope that's soon. Yeah. And in <laughs> the real beer world. Yeah. Exactly. The yes. real world of drinking. Perfect. Good <laughs> cheers, Afia, Slancha, you know, no, Nostrovia, all the ways you can Schloss. <laughs> Prost. Prost. <laughs> Definitely Prost. Yep. All right. Thank you guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Not to wish time away, though, but we will see them in the spring. So I'm excited to see um, Peggy and Tony in the real beer world at Camp Carpe Diem. <laughs> and here's my question to you Will we see you at Camp Carpe Diem? Anyhow. we'll put a discount code in the show notes as well so if you do want to show up to that make sure you look for the discount code to camp carpadium anyway we talked a lot about resources we talked a lot about some rv mishaps we talked a lot about beer because that's our podcast one thing i wanted to expand upon though real quick because i didn't ask peggy more about it is she mentioned um girl camper Mm -hmm. and it's just a group of a lot of, of women that come together and go camping together because i think a lot of women think that they don't have the skills or the capabilities to do that by themselves or just with other women and we and they totally do well i just wanted to mention that because i should have asked more questions on that and i did not but anyhow i hope we gave you it's cool to have groups like that that yeah so that if you are somebody who feels a little intimidated or or just lacking the confidence in it it's cool to have the support of other people to help you realize you know what i can do this shit well, that's actually why, why we did Camp Carpe Diem, too. So not yeah. to get back onto that topic, but that's kind yeah. of why we did that, too, is because we just felt that there was a need for that community. And mm-hmm. so that's why we do podcasts. That's why we listen to podcasts. That's why we, yeah. I mean, listen to shows and, and talk about TV shows and read books and have book clubs because we all still want to find those resources to be able to be together and the ability to do that. Mm-hmm. So, okay. On that, I think we're good. Did we cover everything? Y'all know how to RV and how to drink beer now? (laughs) You can do it with less stress now, too. Yeah, that's good. And if you're still stressed out, drink some more beer. (laughs) Just do it after you're done driving. Yes, please. All right. Be sure to subscribe. Oh, buy us a beer. Oh, speaking of, wait, don't leave yet. We just need to do a quick cheers and shout out to Nick and Mike um, in Patagonia, Arizona, a small little town of gravel biking. Um, Yeah, gravel biking. Just put that into your head and think about it if you haven't heard about it it's really fun but <laughs> cheers they we were just hanging out listening to some live music at this really cool little beer bar what was the name of it it was the patagonia lumber company beer and wine bar i believe yeah because they kept the original name of the original building yeah it, there. it's the it's the old patagonia lumber company the actual when it was a lumber company but they kept the name they bought the building kept the name and turned it into a cool beer bar with and like music venue and stuff so yeah. it's a really cool place in a small town just just about i don't know maybe an hour from the mexican border oh not there. even that i think it's like if that 12. it's down by near nogales yeah it's not even an hour 
But anyhow, yeah. it's a worth a ride to go there if you want to disperse camping. Trails right there. Um, cute little town with the beer bar. Road and, like, biking, gravel yeah. biking, mountain biking. Yep. And one more shout out hiking. to Nick and Mike because we just met them hanging out there listening to live music and each of them bought us a beer and we didn't even ask them. It was quite lovely. So <laughs> cheers. Thank you for the beer and cheers to all you listeners out there. So, you know, buy us a virtual beer. It helps keep the show going. Go to livingastoutlife.com slash podcast. You sound so official. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. Peace out. Peace out, baby. We'd love to hear from you, so keep the conversation going. Send us a note, share a beer recommendation or two, or just say hey. This Stout Conversation has been brought to you by livingastoutlife.com, where you can find community and resources for all your craft beer travel and adventure lifestyle needs.